Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Fasten your seat belts and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. episode yeah surprise i didn't know i didn't yeah. know you had this up your sleeve but yeah well you know we just come off a culture wall which is so much kind of like this artist to an extent yeah i can see what with, you're saying with the yeah. storytelling and the dark stuff yeah you know it's uh that's true they're both storytellers for sure kind of a I, yeah i cut along the same you know cloth i guess yeah, they, they beat their own path, and neither one of them even need a record label, to be honest with you. No. You Especially, know? the you know, the guy today. I mean, he's been doing it for years. Long man. time. Years. I'm going to go ahead and cue it up. This is Chris Knight. songs i think ever written honestly it's got everything oh, yeah. you want in it it's i mean it's clever it's everything i, I don't know a person on earth that you know cannot <clears throat> relate with that song yeah and, and if you say no you're lying yeah uh john anderson and blake shelton re-recorded that song by the way i'm surprised a lot more haven't yeah you know? i mean it's it's a good one and it should have mm. 
it had a little bit of radio play, but it wasn't, you know, massive because Chris is, he doesn't really give a shit about the radio, to be honest with you. He puts out music, and if they like it, they show up, and he just, he just does it. Yeah, I can kind of see that. He, uh, he doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like he's, yeah, waving his arms up and down for, hey, people come, you know, look at me. They have to beg him to to promote his own music. Like, he's like, here's the song, here's the story, take it or leave it, I don't give a shit. And that's what I like so much about him. Right. So, uh, he was born in St. Louis, Missouri, but he was raised in Slaughter's, Kentucky. See, I knew he had a Kentucky tie. Yeah. But a big one. Like, that's where all of his family is. I feel like there's a whole lot of you know, Texas artists that, oh, yeah. that are, like, obsessed well, with him. Texas thought so much of him in 2006 that Rick Perry gave him the Honorary Texas Award. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just because, I mean, and not a lot of artists get that unless you're, like, born and raised. Right. And you're, but, like, Right now, as we speak, he's out in Texas playing little honky-tonk roadside bars. Yeah, he's there all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's his second home. So, uh, anyways, his dad was a pipeliner. He had three brothers and one sister. He has written songs for Confederate Railroad, John Anderson, Randy Travis, and a big smash for Montgomery Gentry, She Couldn't Change Me. You remember that song? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Chris wrote that, and I... Had no idea that he did. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So around three, he asked for a guitar pretty early. Yeah, real early. Fifteen, he took it serious. He learned John Prine on his older brother's guitar. At this point, he knew 30 to 40 John Prine songs. If you're going to pick somebody, especially in country music, it's, that's yeah. one, of the, it's, one, of, it's one mean, of the guys to pick. For sure. <laughs> that's, uh, that's impressive. Well, and the cool part is he had a circle like a a complete circle moment later on in his future because he got John to uh, sing on one of his albums. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Very cool. Did you know that he has a degree in agriculture from Western Kentucky University? Well, he's got the same you know <clears throat> alma mater that I do. That's cool. You went there? He's a hilltopper, yeah. That's oh, where, okay. That's where I graduated from. I was thinking you went to like... Uh, UK or something. I went to UK for a year. Did I went you? to Murray State for two years. But I graduated from Western. Well, when he graduated, he was an inspector with the Department of Kentucky's Mining. Something to do mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, checking the land and mm-hmm. something like that. I know a few people who do that. As we know, that did not fit him well, so he <laughs> started writing songs around 26. He didn't perform until he was 30. Yeah. His first record deal was at 37. Wow. Just imagine the music that we would have had if he would have started sooner. Yeah. You know, and Nashville is such a hard town to be 37 in. Oh, yeah. You know, even back then. Yeah, you don't don't have as much uh, sex appeal at that age as you used to. Right. (laughs) That's what they sell now, so. 1986, he hears Steve Earle on the radio. Six years later... He wins a spot to perform at the notorious Bluebird Cafe. And that's when he got noticed. 1998, he got a contract. 
At this time, he lived in a 10 by 15 trailer on 90 acres because he didn't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wanted to be left alone, tell his story, and that's it. See, people like that, that is basically the you know, definition of the American dream. Oh, yeah. Because he he doesn't want, like, the fame. His you know, face on billboards, and he doesn't want to be the most popular person in the world. He wants his 90 acres. He wants his little farm. He wants his house. He wants his family. And that's it. As long as he has that, he is satisfied. Well, I was uh, lucky enough once to hear him perform at uh, Mount Victor in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And the guy that I was working with, he opened for him. Jason Evans, mm -hmm. and we were sitting at the bar having a drink, waiting for everybody to come up. This dude walks up. He gets around. He's just kind of listening in a Carhartt jacket and a black hat, just kind of scoping out the room. And I'd be damned if it wasn't Chris. <laughs> and I See, was like, how cool is that? I saw him in concert uh, at some outdoor show in uh, Somerset. It was with Steve Earle. Um, it was in Somerset. It's some kind of I don't know exactly what it was for, but it was before you know, Somerset kind of got you know big as it is now. Uh, yeah, at the time they didn't sell alcohol. I remember that because we yeah. were, we were trying to find it somewhere. And we were having to go. Yeah, we're having to drive like an hour away just to get some alcohol. bootleg beer. Yeah. yeah, we ended up not getting any, but just because it was just going to take too long. But it was. It was a great show, man. They were, you know, both awesome. But at the time, I wasn't, you know, big in the country. I knew his song, and it, you know, ain't easy being me. Yeah. And, I mean, if you know that song, that song's fantastic. So, oh, yeah. I was like, well, you know, that's probably gonna be pretty good. And I knew, you know, Copperhead Road. So right. I was like, yeah. Right. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. So two years after having a record deal, the record label folded. He was with Decca. They they had a lot of nineties artists that were great and just kinda left everybody high and dry. There is a notorious story about him getting into it with his PR guy on a video shoot. Because this guy's all about the image and once again Chris is just there to tell the truth, tell his story, and go home. He don't give a shit about nothing else. Right. And that's what I like so much about him. Yeah. I would imagine if you work you know, for him, like for the record, or if you're his PR guy or his manager, that would be, you know, or his agent, they would be, he would be a little difficult to work with just because he's not really trying to, yeah, you know, like, he's not trying to put himself out there no, very yeah, much. Yeah. He's not doing the extra stuff to get the attention, which, because I mean, all those people get paid a percentage of what he makes. So, yeah, they don't get paid as much if he does the bare minimum. So, it's basically, I mean, it's like, I could understand how he would get into all kinds of arguments with all of those people right. <laughs> because he's not doing enough and yeah, he, all those people aren't making as much as they could. Right, right. Because he could easily be a lot famous than he is, but I think he's just, he's content with where he is, you know? Here, yeah. Here's now, a, I mean, with him, though, I don't think he's a like a real strong singer. He's just a great songwriter. Yeah, a great songwriter and a storyteller. And I think he writes to his voice. He like, does. He's not going to write a song 
that he that can't Chris sing. Stapleton yeah. is no. going to sing. I don't now, know very I many think, people that can. <laughs> I, I think Chris could take a song of Chris's yeah, and too. still sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just, he's not about that life. You okay. know what I mean? Right. And here we are with one of his greatest songs very called good. Frank. Such a great song. It I mean, is. It's a good story too. Like the way he, yeah, writes it all out. And, and there's a lot of people who are Frank. You know what yeah. I mean? And and you can actually use it for all kinds of different meanings too. But yeah, yeah, there are a lot of you know wrongfully convicted people, and Kim Kardashian is doing her part to get those people out. You know, I will say <laughs> that's one of her greatest accomplishments. Yeah, it is. With, with the fame that she was just handed. She wasn't handed. She had to work for it. Oh, hell. You ever seen that video? Yeah. She worked for it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> meaning of it, I yeah. know, right? Here, here's a little honesty about Chris. So, about six years ago, well, actually, yeah, about it's a six-year anniversary, I think. Uh, yesterday was of when I got arrested for the first and only time, and it just messed up my whole life over something stupid. Yeah. And I kind of wish that I would have got arrested younger. Yeah. Because you learned it earlier. I, yeah, and I could have made a lot better decisions. Yeah. So as bad as I hate to say it, it was a good thing that happened. I mean, sometimes that is the case. You know, sometimes yeah. it takes. And I hate to a situation admit, like that. Yeah, I fucking hate to because Here's the court F-bomb. system, For whatever reason, is you messed drop up it every time. It is so messed up, though. <laughs> like you knew about the situation from July. Yeah, I was riding around with a warrant on a on a miscommunication with paperwork. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder how many people in the system are like that. Now, not everyone is innocent by right. no means. Eighty percent right. of people who are in jail deserve to be there. Yeah. But the yeah. other twenty not more. Bad yeah. situation, bad place, wrong decisions yeah. that they would never make on a daily basis. But it's just I thank God that I'm free. Mm-hmm. I, I did what I was supposed to do and it's over. But what led me up to that moment when I used to go to houses that I shouldn't be at, this is one of the songs that I would just crank up yeah. for self-pity. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know a lot of you 
may not agree with me, but we've all had self-pity a oh, time yeah. or two. And this song right here was perfect. Well, I work for the city in a town where I grew up. Some days I run a back home, some days I run a dump. If I had other plans on my graduation day, then several years ago I guess I haul them all away. Yeah, I haul them all away. She told me she was pregnant on the day I turned 18. And I did what you're supposed to do. I bought her a ring. He didn't have to ask us, but he asked us anyway. And we stood up and said I'd do. What else were we gonna say? What else were we gonna say? Well, I'm thankful for the things I have and all the things I don't. And I've got dreams that will come true and I got some that won't. Most of the time I just walk the line wherever it goes. Cause you can't hang yourself if you ain't got enough rope. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a song that should be in one of the 50 greatest country songs of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, like as far as, yeah, just the words. Yeah, I mean, just the raw honesty. And, and it, it almost makes you think, like, Chris reminds me of maybe a dog that was abused at one point in his life, and he's kind of built up these scars yeah, over it, yeah. and he's like, you know, it's a dog that you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> Got you know two what this I mean? time. You got two of them in this time. But in not a bad term. Right. Like like a dog that, like, you want to go pet it. You want to go see this dog. I kind of, when I think about Chris Knight, I think a good comparison would be a you know, Bob Dylan of country. Yeah. He's not the strongest singer, but the songs that they write, are game changers. Oh, every time. Like, you know, lyrically, they can put you in a story. You're essentially watching a movie with every song. Every song. I mean, you could actually make a movie on 90% of his songs. Oh, yeah. And you would have all of it. You'd have a plot. You'd you'd have plot twists. Yeah. Yeah, he almost should have been a director <laughs> yeah. or like a movie producer I mean, because he, he can write a story. He's getting up there now, so he he, he could turn you know, all his songs into movies. And a couple of his songs, I'm really, that brings me to the next one. Yeah. Down the road. I knew that's what you were going to say, Dad, so it's a movie. <laughs> they're, they're, this song right here, it's a wonder that no police detective has ever thought. Has Chris done anything illegal right. like this? 
Well, you got to think about it. You know? It. <laughs> and and if he hears it, I'm so sorry that I related you to a dog. I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, in a bad way. I love dogs. I got one that lives in the house. Yeah. He eats better than I do. All right, this is Down the River. It's a great song. Awesome. I was 18, my brother was 21 One Saturday evening When all the work was done We went down to the river Had some tried lines to run My brother Walter Had a fight the week before Knock a boy named Wilson Through the pool hall door They said you don't mess with Wilson Unless you want a war I put the boat in the water And I made the engine run I loaded the lantern Against a sinking sun And my When he comes back to Bowling Green, because he does it like twice a year, me and you are going to go. Yeah, okay. we need to. I don't care what your wife says. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put in the reservations yeah. to have you go see him live. Yeah. Because in, I've seen him live. Well, I mean, in a small setting right, like right, that. Right, right. Dude, it is unreal. I'm you sure. know? Um, before we get into the rest of my songs, you said uh-huh. North Dakota. Now, I'm not for sure if I've heard North Dakota. Is it a newer one? What's the history on it? No, this has been around for a while, I think. So it's probably off of the trailer tapes. I don't know what the trailer tapes are. Those those were a release of songs that he did kind of on his own. Uh, Here it is. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Here's North Dakota. So 
searched and called her name till it was wrong. the law couldn't come. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you ain't gonna hear some bro country on the radio talking about <laughs> Law couldn't come till the weather broke. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. there's, there's just so much that he has written. If y'all out there don't know the rest of that you know, song, you should listen to it. It's, it's, it's actually really sad, but it's a good, I mean, it's a well put together story. I'm not gonna say it's a good story. <laughs> it's right. a well put together yeah. story though. Like, it's a, it's a good storyline. This next song called Nothing On Me, it was on that playlist when I used to drive through the country hoping to goodness that the law was not going to pull me over. But if they did, I had Chris Knight in the background cheering me on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Caught her 22 bullet in my thigh one night Trying to break up a barroom fight Went home, dug it out with my old case knife I broke down in a blizzard on a great divide Walked 20 miles till I caught a ride The trooper said, boy, it's a wonder you're still alive I blowed hard I've been bruised and bugged. I've been hitting the ground and turning around and getting back up. Now the land of my down, it can't be key. And it pours on the windows up and down the streets. And they're saying that it's gonna get darker before the dawn. But you can bet your ass I'll keep the lights on. Baby's fed and throw my dog a bone Cause I'ma bring it on, get her done Don't run, it's O.B. Times are tough But they ain't got nothing on me And I mean, once again, another movie Yeah I mean, how and, and <laughs> They're all movies, I, I when think I, When I think of a country song, like a country outlaw song It's like I got this scar because I got shot in a bar, and I went home, <laughs> and I dug it out with my old case knife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, Chris Knight, it's, he's one of those guys that there should be a statue for in some little town in Kentucky. Well, that'll be a town somewhere they could dedicate to him. Yes. It put his or name on the marquee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, like, dude, he does not get near the credit that he truly deserves. I no. mean, I can't say enough good about Chris Knight. I'm telling you what, man. This album that Nothing On Me was Little Victories. Little Victories itself is a great song. Yeah. Um, Leanne Womack was featured on this album. John Prine was featured on this album. So, like, it's crazy that the guy that he sat around and, and bled his fingers to learning ended up being on his album. Right. And John Prine is no longer with us. Right. And the people coming up now that love John Prine, they miss that opportunity because he's gone now. And I feel like Chris Knight, he he's another just he's a great guy. And to be able to do that 
is impressive. Oh, yeah. I agree. In my thoughts. I mean, you know, he and when you're beat down, you can barely pay your bills, you're living right, you're doing right, and it's just like the world's not making sense. You go home, get you a cold beer, and turn up Chris Knight, and you'll sleep a lot better. Because you... Have somebody in the jukebox that you can relate to. You don't to. have to have a beer. You can just go home and yeah, you can have turn a Pepsi. But yeah. I, it just it hits different with a Budweiser. Get you a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to relate to right. well, all the real men out there. Uh, not all real men are alcoholics. <laughs> not an alcoholic. Well, you don't have to have an alcohol beer. to get anything. Yeah, you don't have to, have, you you have to drink, drink alcohol to have beer. fun. You, can, you, you, you can't could, tell me yeah. that. Some songs... If you if you're just a tad bit intoxicated, not drunk, but you hear things differently, like I do, like it takes you to a different emotional level. Have you ever heard a song like maybe I don't uh, know if you've drunk a lot in the past, but like, do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, it kind of yeah sets your inhibitions to the side, and like you don't yeah, you know, like think, it opens like you're up actually, new little it, levels. Well, you're focusing it. more on one thing instead of. Yeah. All the things. Absolutely. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But, so, uh, but that's what I meant. I, I didn't think, mean be a yeah, drunk. Right. I, I think country music, I think a lot of people think that you have to drink to enjoy it. And it's not, not true. at all. Yeah. It's not that's true. like Culture Wall. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't suggest drinking a beer and listening to his stuff, but Chris, it's yeah. just a different, I don't know. It, yeah. it does for me. Right. Like, I enjoy opening a cold beer and listening to a whole album of Chris Knight. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I'm going to drink 24 of them. Right. But it's also like... It just puts it in a different perspective. Honestly, with him, it's almost... You might as well get you a cup of coffee. It's like you're reading all these little books. Exactly. Because he's taking you through this whole story. It's better than any so, Netflix documentary. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean... And you're kind of wanting to know, did he push the guy on down the river? <laughs> he, what, that's what they should do. He should hire oh somebody, or somebody should contact him. If you like write movies, and you should do like a series of short movies, like hour long movies, all to the you know songs of Chris Knight. I'm telling you, dude. There was a time when I was really good with a camera when I did weddings and stuff, and like. I would love to do a couple of concept videos to his stuff because Chris only has like six or seven music videos, but he's got probably 25 songs right. that deserve a music video. Yeah, he's got a lot. You know, and I would love to do like a concept of it. Yeah. You know, I thought that'd be cool. Here's the next one. I'm not sure if you've heard it. Heart of Stone. Have you heard it? Oh. It is. It's actually go on. That's home. what I was thinking. Heart of Stone album. Yeah.
I'll just go on ahead and go Let me out by the side of the road I mean, that song right there, once again, another little miniseries movie. Yeah. Netflix For could sure. make a killing. Yeah. He could, too. Chris could, too. Yeah. You he know? Could, well, I don't know if that's something he wants. He doesn't really yeah, like a lot of doesn't. attention. But, no. I mean, it, if he wanted to, he could you know, <clears throat> have his own website. There's a lot of comedians that are doing this. Now they're you know releasing their you know, specials on their own you know, websites. You know, right. like selling a special for 20 bucks and you have access to it forever and then you yeah. also get like other stuff but if he wanted to he could have his own little streaming service and just make little movies with all his songs oh yeah <laughs> and people would pay like yeah. Netflix like where you got a password to get in to watch it or something right but like if I was a young kid in California and I was trying to get some attention go yeah. check out Chris Knight yeah you could write up a you could write up anything I mean, you you have your entire movie there. Like, there's the whole premise. You have the plot, all of it. It's all there. You just have to you know, fill in the spaces in between. What I'm about to tell you probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I've known you are going to tell me this for a while. But if it was between <laughs> having a bucket list of two people coming on the show, which is Garth Brooks uh-huh. or Chris Knight, yeah. it would be Chris Knight. Because I feel like I know everything about Garth. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Garth in interviews would really tell you more than what's already out there. Right. Now, I'm not saying that Chris would. Right. I highly doubt that he'll ever come on the show right. just because he doesn't care about stuff like this. He's more of a mystery, I think. Yes, yeah, and, and that could be part of his persona. Yeah, like, or it could just be him. It could be his personality. Yeah. And I respect that. But I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are that are interested in like you know learning stuff about yeah. Chris Knight. And and I mean, he's getting older. Yeah. Then he, you know, I mean, he started late in the game. We all are. And <laughs> I'm telling you though, I, he's on my bucket list of people that if we could get on the show, he would be one of them. Yeah. This other song right here was off the Little Victories album. It's called In the Meantime. Sometimes I wonder where my next dollar don't come from Keep my head up and something falls out of the sky Daddy taught me how to use my bootstraps and carry on He said gotta be good to you son if you try So this, you know, album Little Victories, is that like new? 
it it was kind of newer. Like it come out, I believe, in two thousand twelve. Okay. If if it wasn't two thousand, yeah, two thousand twelve is when that album came out. Okay. Yeah. Because when and, I seen him, I'm trying to think what year it was. Pretty now, sure it was like two thousand six. Oh yeah. Now that's like when he years ago. he was kind of getting a little bit of momentum back. Right. You know. But I mean in all reality, he's an artist that has solely been independent for so long. And when you watch videos on the internet, the only people that go to Chris Knight's shows are people that know every other song. Right. Word for word. Yeah. And he has some very loyal fans. He's still doing it at the age that he is now, and I feel like he can do it for the rest of his life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's just outstanding. This next one that I have is uh, Becky's Bible, and it was off a Pretty Good Guy album. I would love to hear a love song by him. Yeah. Because almost every song is about being down on your luck, killing somebody, or you just don't give a shit how the day goes. Right. I would love to hear him. Or a little a bit of self petty. Yeah. He does a lot of. Yeah. What's it, that? It's kind of like, I know that my luck's bad, but I don't give a shit. Kind of. Yeah. Self yeah, deprecation, I guess you could say. He's. He. He's a, he's a lot like me. He beats himself up. Yes. A lot. Yeah, for but sure. I know you feel, Chris. It doesn't change it if you talk about it. It still doesn't change it. No. You just got to go out and change you, it on you your gotta, own. Sometimes you got to ride the wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. I seen Austin this week with FedEx. He said he really connected to the last episode. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's like, man, I kind of feel that, you know? Was it you said you went to a barbecue and they were playing it? Yes. <laughs> I completely forgot that about that. Yeah. Shout out to Big Man's Barbecue. Yeah. It was very cool. I went in there, and, like, for a second, I thought maybe my phone right. was, like, on or something. And I look around, and they had a basic screen on the wall, and it had the Chris, or not the Chris, the Coulter Wall title on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And our logo right in the center. And I was like, I told the girl, I was like, that's my show. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that is my show. And 
it was a very surreal moment. Yeah. I called you. Yeah, you did. And then, like, like I don't believe they're diehard fans. Right. I, I really feel like it was just kind of a coincidence. Right. But how freaking cool is that? That is cool just to hear you it know? in the wild. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't got that lucky yet, but. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. So if anybody's listening, we're we're going to do something new. And I ain't even told Jordan about this. No, I don't know what you're going to do. If you're listening to our show, here's what we'll do. We will send you four stickers. If you got a restaurant, you put them up, post them, yeah. hashtag the name of your place, and we will talk about your place online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool idea. That's good. You know? Kinda... That's like uh, Toby Keith was seen in like some famous place out in Oklahoma. Uh, so like a little famous bar, and like everybody in there just started singing "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy." Yeah, but it was like a really unique, famous place, hmm. and it was it was small. It was kind of like something in uh, uh, Monroe County, like they're famous for barbecue. Yeah, it was a little place like Dubby's or right. something. But of course, it was big enough that there was like over a hundred people in there. Yeah, but uh, I wish I could think of the name of that. Yeah. It doesn't ring a bell to you? No. Hmm. But yeah, it was way out there. But yeah, we would love for you guys to give us shout outs. And if you want to feature your business, your product, anything like that, give yeah. us a holler. We'll we'll put you on. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we are broadcasted like yeah, nation, actually worldwide. But if there's something yeah local, yeah, it's always cool to give back to local people. I'm all about yeah <clears throat> building up this area. Also, musically, if oh, you're yeah, an artist sure. and you want to be featured, we would yeah. love to feature some new people. We got some people lined up, but yeah. the time's not right yet. I mean, honestly, that's something I've always wanted to do anyway. I would love to be able to put together, like, a little festival. Yes, every yeah. year. But it's, man, it's a, it's a lot to, a lot it's a time, lot to deal with. money. Yeah. It's so a lot. We don't have either one of those. So. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and it also takes a lot of you guys out there. So it does. We, yeah, we would need a lot of feedback, and we ask for a lot of feedback every week, or just any feedback. Sometimes we get some, but not yeah. always. And it's always appreciated. It is. Yeah, we love to hear back from you, hear what you want to hear, hear what you think. Um, if you have an opinion on something, as yeah. you can hear right now, I can hardly breathe. For some reason, my nose is stopped up completely. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, with Chris, I'm going to go ahead and rate him. Okay. In my book, he gets a, a four stars. Yeah. And the reason it's not five is because I feel like maybe if he did do just a, sm a few small interviews, and I know he did one with Jack Ingram, <laughs> and it was it was hilarious, but I feel like if he'd done more, more people would get to hear him. And I know he doesn't care about being number one on the radio, but there's so many people that could value from hearing enough rope. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that can relate to it. And songs save people. They really do. Music saves do. people. Yeah. And I feel like he could do a lot of good by just going out there a little bit and self-promoting. But in my book, he's a number four. Okay. Well, uh... Let's see. I'm going to have to say I probably I'll go I'll go higher than you. I go 4.25. And I'm only saying that because if you're looking for a songwriter, 
you're not gonna find one and you know, one that's better in country music, I don't think. No. He's about as good as they get. I don't know who else you could say. There's a lot of good songwriters out there, but if you listen to the words and the stories that he says with all of those words, you're gonna be hard pressed to find somebody better. Uh it's for that. And for him to be as I mean, I'm not gonna act like he it, it, is not known at all because he is. Oh, he's, he's popular, very well known. But he could be a lot bigger. Oh, for sure. But and he's I, not. I would love to hear him cover like a uh, Tyler Childers song. Like uh, I don't. I don't want to hear him sing anybody else's stuff. Well, I mean, just to see what it would sound like. You know what I mean? Like I, if he did one of his love songs or something. Yeah, you're not. I think. That. I think. I would love to hear you know, some other people sing his songs. Yeah. Just to see. Because his voice is meant to tell those little stories. Yeah. That's what it's meant to do. And that's why he's that's why he's had the success that he's had. Although I think if he yeah if he put himself out there a little more, he would be a lot bigger. Well and, like, and, and the thing is he has the connection. Oh, yeah, he could do it if he wanted to. I just don't think he wants to. Let and it's fine. Let me tell you, you know the song, It Ain't Easy Being Me? He wrote that with Craig Wiseman, which wrote Live Like You Were Dying, all of that stuff. He was part of the Florida Georgia Liner. He he also wrote, uh, Craig Wiseman wrote uh, the Tracy Lawrence song from My Front Porch. Uh, what was the name of that song? I don't know. If the World Had a Front Porch back oh, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, like, Craig's wrote stuff from the 90s all the way up to what you heard last week on the radio. And he's also a part of the team that manages Morgan Wallen. So he's got connections. You know what I mean? And I'm surprised a lot of other stars don't, like, cover his stuff or name drop him. I mean, like, if I was famous, I would want to go hang out with Chris Knight. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I've heard multiple interviews. Like, who was it? Uh uh, Parker McCollum. Name dropped him? Yeah. he. It wasn't like a name drop. They asked him who he listened to growing up. He said he loved Chris Knight. He said Chris Knight was his favorite growing yeah. up. And if I heard like, it was like three or four other you know, young artists all from Texas. That is they awesome. all said Chris Knight. Yeah. Because down there, he's a king. He's oh, like, he is he's, massive he's Mount Rushmore. Texas. Yeah. And if you hear it here, you don't, if you well, ask somebody here, that odds are they're they're not going to say Chris. They're, yeah, John Prime maybe. Yeah, but they're not yeah. going to say Chris Knight. Exactly. And I just I don't understand. He should be bigger here because we are Kentucky. You know. Yeah. He should well, be huge. And when he comes to Bowling Green, we have to make a pack to go. Because I'm telling you what, man. And and it's not a lot of people. I think the place holds a hundred people. And it's all like a Where's kitchen table setting. It's off the second exit. Like, you know, there's a shale and a subway. Yeah, then yeah. there's these little shops over here. And, yeah. like, it's a little shopping mall. Oh, it's right there? Yeah. That oh. has been turned into a stage. And I tell you, speaking of local, there's a guy in Hart County called Jason Evans. Mm-hmm. And if you look up his music, we need to cover him sometime. But yeah. he is the same way as Chris. And I actually helped him open for Chris that time. But he is just a great songwriter. He reminds me so much of Chris. 
and yeah. like his style songs wouldn't sound good if anybody else was singing. Right. That's how Jason is. Yeah. But I mean, it is a what's the word I'm looking for? It is an actual style that you know not everybody can do. No, and and I feel like Culture Wall is on the same path as Chris. Yeah. I could I could see that. You know, like he don't really care if he's playing stadiums. If you ask Chris you know, Stapleton to, to tell a story like that in a song, he can't do it with his voice. His not voice is not designed for that. He's meant to hit all those notes. He's meant to send yeah, chills down your spine. Yeah. But a voice that can, you know, relay a story, yeah, you know, like Chris Knight, yeah, you know, like Coulter Wall, like any of those people. Well, yeah, you know, Bob Dylan even. It's perfect. And I've you know, I started listening to Chris Knight around the era that I was doing wrong in life. And like I connected a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like I don't know how I would have took it any other different time. So I love how God orchestrates certain things like that, especially with music. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. there's there is a song for every situation that anybody could ever be in. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you're in a good mood, a bad mood, happy, sad. It There's doesn't matter. There's something out there. There is a song out there that if you hear it at that time, it's going to either help you. It could make you worse. Yeah. It could make you feel worse. It could make you feel a whole lot worse. Yeah. Or it could make you feel better. It could give you a little perspective. It could live a little light on a, on a sad situation. Songs can do so much. Music is a gateway into the impossible. Yeah. Because you hear a song, it's going to change something about you if it hits you right. It's, it's if you're a, not paying attention to it all the way, it's not. It's just like that place in time. Some songs, you can remember what you were doing the first time you heard the song. And I feel like sometimes God connects us like that, like, if you're driving down the road, you're having a crappy day, you turn on the radio station, sometimes you're meant to hear certain things. Yeah. You Which know? You and don't get much of that anymore awesome. because... No, because there's really nothing good on the radio. You pick what you listen to, basically. Yeah. But now, if you were the in the 90s... It's different then. Very, very different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure, 100%. But now it's... You... Unless you're listening, like, to a Spotify station or something like that where it's you know giving you songs that are like a song that you like already then it's possible you'll hear something new that you never heard before but i mean the whole fact of it is i feel like there are a lot of people out there who need to hear an artist like you know Chris Knight because his little stories they are works of art, and they should be shared. I think they should be made into an actual miniseries or a movie. You could actually tie them all in together, probably, and like have yeah, you know, each song represent a character, and then at the end, all those characters come together. <laughs> yes, that would be a great way to do it. You're welcome, you know, like Chris. if you did uh, the river song, the enough rope song, and then they all tied together at the end. That would be awesome. Yep. That is a really cool idea. And we should, we should in, do that. And they all end up in we, you we know, should, therapy together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think North Chris Dakota. would ever 
go to therapy. Well, you got to tie them all in somehow, so they all go to therapy. Yeah. I, I, or, I or like an AA meeting. They're all sitting around. See, so it's you end. and you're drinking again. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, you're making me look like an alcoholic. Now you're the one making yourself look like an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> you always, always turn into alcohol. But. I'm just saying. A good beer never hurt nobody, and I agree it's with not that. a sin. Uh, well, one beer depends who you is ask. not a sin. It depends who you ask. I wouldn't yeah. say it too much. I, 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 I agree with that. I'm but saying it. Yeah. Because I agree with you, too. some people who overeat, that's destroying the temple, too. Yeah. You know? Gluttony. But, like I said, I don't support drinking and driving. I don't support not paying your bills and drinking yeah. or drinking till you black out and become somebody else. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't support that at all. No. But I support a good drink because the world needs one. <laughs> Especially, did you see all that going on in Memphis? See, I didn't hear that. I went to the barbershop earlier, and uh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, there was two artists that were supposed to be playing there this weekend. Travis Denning, who is married to John Michael Montgomery's daughter, he's kind of big. He's with Luke Combs and all that party, and uh, they canceled the show tonight because I guess the cops are just not responding. They're just they're not leaving the station, oh, and wow. people are just doing mad over it. But what is so crazy about this ep- this scenario, I've seen the video, and it is horrendous. I mean, and for it to be five black cops beating a black man, it, it it's bad any way that you look at it. Right. Because I know cops are, they're just like anybody else. You've got good ones, you've got bad ones. Yeah. And then sometimes when you're in the situation to where you act like an idiot, it makes things worse. Right. But not always, because some cops are trigger-happy, some cops are gun-shy, and just walk up on it, and it's a bad deal. I mean, I really think our police force needs to be trained better. I'm not saying that we don't need them, because we do need them. You also have to think about... And I'm not a fan of them. Right. But you have to think about, every time they go to work, they put their life and their family's life on the line. So I can understand how they would be a little, you know, gun shy. You know, yeah. they're afraid something's going to happen, so they would act a certain way. And I, I think anymore, I'm not saying it, it's, you know, never their fault. I'm not saying that because they could handle it, you know, different ways. I, I agree training. Yeah. yeah, but they train so much now, and it's, it's still not enough. And, it's and never going to be enough. They don't make enough either. No. You know, the city that we live in, cops start out at like sixteen fifty an hour. Yeah. I make more than that. Right. And, I mean, you're asking this guy yeah. to put his life on the line seven days a week for $16 uh-huh. an hour, yeah. you know? But the situation down there was completely uncalled for. I mean, they beat the guy literally to death, you know? I don't, and, I don't know anything about it. I, I just Well, it was, it was one of the very few first time where it was five black cops, yeah. and they all got fired. Which in Memphis, you, know, you got to think about that's that's ninety percent of the population, yeah. right? So. You know, and I mean some of the nicest people down there. Yeah. The time that I visited, I met a lot of nice people. Yeah, it's just it's a really fucked up world that we're living in. It's three toughest times. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean it is. I've been to Memphis twice. I went once with my wife a couple of years ago when she was pregnant with our oldest. Uh, and I went when I was in college, and I went with a guy who I lived with in my dorm. He was a white guy, 
went to I did I did I seen one other white person the whole time we were down there. It was just for like a night. We went to his parents' house and they had a cookout, and then we went to church the next day and then drove back. Yeah. So you didn't really get to do any sightseeing. Not the first time I went. Yeah. No. We, we have, have you been in Elvis's or Sun's yeah, yeah, video? Yeah. So you went through the house. Yeah. I know we talked about this, but yeah. I forgot. That I was mean, when I went with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Did she like it? She thought it was a little. A little outdated. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, it hasn't but... been updated since he died, I don't right. think. So, yeah, it's going to be outdated. But, I mean, it was cool seeing all this stuff. Yeah. It, you have you have to think about the fact that he had to be just the biggest star in the world. Otherwise, why would you want to keep all this in a time capsule? Yeah. Like, all these rooms, yeah. all this you know, stuff. And now... Yeah, his daughter just died. So, yeah, that's... and that that was it. It's kind of a sad thing because it's almost like there's nobody to carry that on. I mean, I know, and then she lost a son yeah. to suicide in 2020. I think a lot of people are thinking that what's his, Austin Butler is that the actor's name of the yeah. movie? He's kind of like they're, they're making fun of him because he's not letting the voice go. Yeah, that's what they're, that's what they're saying. He's kind of transformed himself into Elvis. Yeah, and, and I mean he favors him. Have be, you watched the movie? He does now. I don't. It was weird. Like I didn't think he looked like him at the time, but he's kind of he's starting yeah. to turn that way. I don't know if it's the ghost of Elvis came back, yeah, and reincarnated itself in, in, in Some this people, guy. But a lot of people believe that he didn't die that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's always conspiracies. Like yeah, Tupac and Biggie, all that. I, I don't. I don't know why. A lot of people say, yeah, Tupac's not dead now because there is a singer that's out that's around the same age that yeah, Tupac would be, and he looks a lot like him. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? It's all... Tupac, he, he had one song that I like, and I can't even remember. Uh, he had a ton of something songs. Something about loyal to the game. Yeah, you heard that one? I'm sure, but I don't yeah, know which one you're talking about. He but, had a ton of them. I love Tupac. Well, folks, his music. I don't know much about him, but yeah. this has been our episode of Chris Knight. I hope Chris gets to hear it. I hope he likes us. Yeah, you know, because it would be cool to. It would be cool to talk. Bounce to him. a couple questions off of him. Yeah. You know, I'd like to find out if he pees in the shower. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I mean, asked that to anybody in a long time. I know it has been a we, very long. time. We haven't done an interview in a long. time. I tell you, another artist who is is doing really good, and uh, that's Craig. Who was on the show? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was up in a coffee shop, the Grindstone Cowboy. Yeah. He ran for city council and won. Well, yeah. I figured and, he would win. I mean, that's cool. He's got a lot going on down there. And, like, he's got a really funny personality, but I don't think he lets it out as much in interviews. Well, especially people who don't know. Which our interview probably. went awful because yeah. you lost service. I did. I didn't have any. And I was wing-dinging any. it. <laughs> And, like, I'm a big fan, so right. I was kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> you know? But he was very yeah. forgiving. Yeah. It was awesome. He seemed to be all right. He just wasn't. No. It's like he had his guard up, and he wasn't going to quite let it down. He yes. Wasn't, he wasn't going like, to, like, go into detail about yeah, anything. Yeah, it wasn't really relaxed. But from what he's saying, I reckon he's getting more plays now as an independent artist than he ever did. Yeah. And he released a song called Tractor Songs that Walker Hayes wrote. And if I didn't know Walker Hayes' story, I'd probably never mention his name. Right. But he's a good dude. 
Yeah. I mean, he's, it is what it is. Right. But yeah. anyways. Yeah, different strokes for different folks, you know. Yeah. Just because Aunt Samaria releases something doesn't mean we're going to like it. But it's, but I, I'm a firm believer that every artist out there who is professional, who is, you know, getting signed and singing songs on the stage for people, they have a fan base. They have somebody who appreciates that music. And because of that, uh, I'm all for them, you know, doing it, even if I don't like them myself. Yeah. And I think we all know who who <laughs> those are, are for us. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always loved Chris Knight. When you said, you said you, <laughs> when you asked me, you said, well, if you like Coulter, you'll like Chris Knight. Yeah. Do you do you yeah know who that is? <laughs> yeah, well, I know Chris Knight. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I figured that you would appreciate good music. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in uh, uh, 2008 when I seen him in concert. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, you got anything else? I'm good, folks. Uh, Y'all have a good week. And uh, if you guys want to hear about somebody, let us know because yeah, we're getting ready to build up the season. Right. We're getting ready to. To kick back into our regular rotation, remember, folks, as I try to to say this, struggling to breathe, remember to like, share, rate, review, follow, tell your friends, neighbors, coworkers, your friends, your cousins, your sisters, your brothers, your mothers, your sisters, everybody. If you there's somebody you want to hear, well, some people I'm have sisters, sisters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, reach out to us on our Facebook page. The Country Music Critic, and shout out to Big Man's Barbecue. You got you got good shoulder sandwiches, and you have good taste in what you listen to. We appreciate yes. it. Uh, so, folks, uh, we will see you next time. Uh, God bless. Stay safe. Hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be malign in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>